What is Gucci, guys? What's going on? How you doing? How was your weekend? I'll give you a second to answer. Listen, if you're in your car, if you're for some reason apparently people listen to this on a on a, one of those like Google Home things. I've even got it said uh, people listen to it on an Alexa. You guys are ballsy to just be playing my voice out there for the world. But listen, people do this, okay? I don't know what your preference is. It's all good. Whatever you want to do is cool. But I'm giving you some airtime so you can answer me. Let's exchange all of the pleasantries. Ask me about my day. Ask me about my weekend. My weekend was good. Was it actually? I don't remember. It's Tuesday already. And I'm recording on a Tuesday instead of a Monday like I said I would. But as per usual, it's not my fault. I've got excuses. No, man, but I hope you guys had good weekends. Uh, Misty, guys. You beautiful bastards. Damn, I stole that from Philip DeFranco. <laughs> What, what does he say? Uh, you beautiful bastards. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Listen, you guys are beautiful, but you're not bastards because you guys have both parents. None of your parents left you because you guys come from a good background. I could tell. I could tell just from the way you guys listen. You guys listen on Alexa. I'm too insecure to do that, but not my listeners. My listeners are like, this is what I'm listening to. This is the happy podcast, and it makes me happy. So I'll listen to it out loud. I'm not ashamed to show what I like to listen to. <laughs> We're deep diving into insecurity immediately in this podcast. What's good, guys? Um, yeah, I want to start off with kind of like a question, a little bit of a question, a little bit of uh, something that I, I, I uh, heard, I saw recently. Um, I was watching a bunch of old clips of 10-minute podcasts. That's the uh, podcast with Brian Callen, Chris D'Elia, Will Sasso. And uh, they have this skit where, well, I feel like I don't even want to mention it because I feel like it's going to cancel Will Sasso. <laughs> but Will Sasso has this really funny um, character that he does as Shauna. It's like a black chick. Uh, and it, it could get pretty bad. But then at one point, Shauna has like a Puerto Rican boyfriend or something. And uh, they're talking about Puerto Ricans, and it's funny. And I'm like, oh, okay, like that's cool because I, I never really hear people talk about Puerto Ricans, you know? And I'm Puerto Rican for whatever reason you may not know or you may know because I don't even remember really mentioning that. So when people or when comics or, you know, famous people or like specifically comedy, like the comedy world, comedy podcasts, comedians, when they mention Puerto Ricans – I'm not going to say I get giddy, but I get a little excited because I'm like, oh, I'm included, you know? I'm in. I'm in somehow because I'm being joked about. I'm enough to be joked about. You know what I mean? Not that it means that I'm enough, but like it's kind of fun when you get joked on. And I don't know if this is the guy thing in me because guys, we mainly we mainly get around on busting each other's balls. Like a lot of a lot of dudes, like even first bond off of busting each other's balls. You know what I mean? This is just like, and I, I don't know if chicks can relate, but this is definitely a dude thing. It's like you know, you, you you're trying to get to know someone. Maybe you bro out a little bit over something random, but eventually you bust each other's balls a little bit, and then you're like, oh, okay, we're cool. 
we're cool. We can bust each other's balls. All right. So that being said, I like I like when I when people joke about shit that can relate to me. Now I'm mentioning this because as you guys know, it's 2020 and you can't say shit anymore. And I don't I don't I don't believe in that. I, I don't feel like that. I feel like to avoid something is to make it an issue. Now you might not completely get that vibe from this podcast. You actually might get the vibe that I'm kind of ignorant. <laughs> Because I talk a lot of shit on this podcast. But we do it for fun. This is how I grew up. I didn't grow up being intolerant. I grew up having a good time. I grew up having fun. I grew up not having any specific limits. Because guess what? I grew up in the South Bronx. It was mainly Hispanic and black. Mainly black, then Hispanic. White kids, what are those? You ever heard that song by... uh, Damn, you were Juggalo if you listened to them? I fuck and oh insane clown posse. Ah, uh, and they're like magnets. How do those things work? In my neighborhood, it was white kids. What are those things? What? Squeeze me? Who? You mean black and Puerto Rican? You mean black and Hispanic? You mean black and Latino? That was it. And and be, being the South Bronx, it was rough. Not only were there a lot of fights, but there was a lot of there was a lot of bullshit. Everybody's bullshitting each other. Everybody's talking shit. Everybody's busting balls. People were ahead of their time, dude. My middle school was like high school. I'll I'll tell you right now, if you could, if we had a time machine, and we took my middle school, and we made my middle school like back in the time when I was there, and not even me because I wasn't a tough kid in middle school. You take my middle school. And you put it up against the best years of my art high school in a fight, and my middle school would beat the shit out of all of the kids in my high school. Like I said, it was mostly black kids. <laughs> and they were very athletic. They were big kids, dude. So when people are fighting, I'm not no, I'm not saying there was like a little grappling match. No, people would be people would bleed. People were bleeding. Wasn't a good time. But I digress. We grew up having a good time. There weren't there weren't any real limits. It was just like you talk shit, you try to get a laugh, you have a good time. And it's weird now to see where the internet is at. Because, yeah, dude, there are some weird fucking people on the internet. Trolls talking a lot of shit, saying whatever the hell they want, hurting people's feelings. But those people who hide behind fake accounts, they don't really have any power. Like, yeah, it hurts for a second. It stings for a second. But what does it really mean, right? It doesn't fucking mean anything. People say so many, people say so much crazy shit on the internet and they don't follow up on it. Like, what does it mean? Anyway, I just kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion on that. Do you guys like when people joke about you or your race or something that can relate to you? I, I, I would, I would think that that would make you feel included and loved. You know what I mean? Uh, I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast. And he had Whitney Cummings, and I think her name was Amy Letterman, or Annie Letterman, whatever. It was it was the, one of the newest episodes. And she was saying, Annie, or Amy, was saying how when there's like a person in a wheelchair at her, at, at her shows, she for sure like includes them, or she makes like a joke about them. 
She's like, yeah, I want to make them feel included. She's like, and then she's also saying like, when she sees them on the street, she tries to get eye contact and say hi. Even though this particular story ended in the the person in the wheelchair yelled at her because the person in the wheelchair was fucking crazy. She was trying to include this um, wheelchair person because apparently they don't get like a lot of eye contact because people are like, oh, like ignore them, you know, don't look at them. And I do the same thing, actually. If I see them, I, I try to get eye contact and say hi, wave or whatever, just because... I know a lot of people walk by people like that. Dude, I broke my ankle once and I was going to college in the city and I'd have to make it back home. And I remember this one particular time, it must have been the first time. I go into the train station at 34th Street, Herald Square, and I'm in my crutches with the boot and everything. And I'm looking at the door and the turnstiles. I'm like, how am I going to get in? I think I had just tried to get in through the turnstiles. I couldn't. It got overwhelming. And I backed up. And everybody walked by me. And I'm telling you, when I say everybody, there was like a 1,000 people. No joke. This was like prime time, MTA. People got to get around. Walking right by me. Not one person acknowledged me. Not one person said, hey, you need help? Not one person looked at me. It was more like, oh, if we look at him, it's going to be a burden. And that's probably how homeless people feel. (laughs) And more often than not, more often than not, homeless people are a burden. (laughs) I like how I do this whole thing at the beginning. Like, yeah, guys, how do you feel? And this and that and that and this. Now, let's let's talk about inclusivity. Let's talk about how homeless people are a burden. And they can't even feel included. You know why? Because they don't have any means of listening to this podcast. I'm an asshole. Oh, sue me. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to drink some coffee. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, so I know how it feels. I know how it feels to be walked by and and not like, like nobody fucking cares. And uh, I, I don't know. I, f- I felt good when I heard these comedians talk about Puerto Ricans. I was like, oh, shit, I'm included. I mean, I'm in. Anyway, moving on. Actually, guys, about your weekend. I hope that shit went good because check this out. Remember last week I told you guys uh, after the baby shower, I woke up and straight up, straight up, I love to sing about the moon and a juna and a springer. I love to sing about a something, 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 because I don't remember the words. I was chilling, dude. I was chilling like a villain. I woke up with no anxiety. I felt so fucking good. I was like, what's going on? Why don't I have any anxiety right now? Oh, we took care of some of the major things going on in your life right now. Sweet. So I told you guys, take care of whatever you got to take care of. Let that anxiety melt away. Let it melt like ice cubes in... This hot-ass apartment. (laughs) Let it melt, okay? Now, four, five days of anxiety-free. I decide to bring something up to someone. Well, I decide essentially to air a grievance. A grievance that I totally had a right to feel. Now... I hear this grievance, and this particular person, who can't be wrong, takes my grievance and says, you know what, I actually want to let you know why 
yeah, you can have your grievance, but at the same time, you should see why my feelings are more important than this grievance. Now, it was at that time that I realized I've made a huge mistake. And let me tell you why. You ever, before an argument or before a discussion, kind of envisioned the whole thing and see it going a certain way or one of many ways or a couple of ways? You're like, yeah, this can go a couple of ways. It's not going to be bad though. And then you do it and it doesn't pan out at all how you want it. It pans out in some aspects great. And then it pans out in other aspects terribly. It went 90% great. It went 10% terribly. And I wasn't prepared for that 10%. And as soon as that 10% happened, I said, why the fuck am I even here? You ever do that? And I say that mainly because you realize when you say, why the fuck am I even here? That I'm wasting a fuckload of time. Why am I even wasting time on this? Why am I even wasting energy on this? And I really wanted to say this because the polar opposite was an episode that I that I aired. This was like 10, 15, maybe even 20 episodes back where I had an argument with one of my best friends. He reached out. This I, I aired an episode after he reached out. We had argued months behind, months back. He reached out. We squashed it. It was all good. And I was like, yeah, man, don't argue. This is bullshit. But now that I'm in it, now that I'm in it again with someone else, I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm not going to sit here and not argue or not necessarily not argue. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's not worth it to not argue. It's not worth it to not air your point or it's not worth it to essentially just drop shit. Because sometimes you got to get your point across. Sometimes it doesn't feel right unless you get your point across. Sometimes it doesn't feel right to just be like, ah, it is what it is. Because you got to stand up for something sometimes. No, I'm not saying fucking, oh, this is um, a huge make or break argument. But what I am saying is you have your own feelings. Don't always disregard them. Don't, don't always. I, I'm super fucking agnostic about shit. But at the same time, same time, you got to stand up for what you believe in. A little bit. Just a little bit. So yeah, how, how do you guys feel about arguments? Because me personally, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And also, also, this is kind of important because of what's going on in the fucking world. All, like all of the Kevins and Karens getting recorded. Like uh, I heard another podcast where this person, he didn't have a mask on in a plane. And he's the person who didn't have a mask on. So I'm like, okay, interesting. I'm about to get this guy's uh, perspective. The, uh, I was going to say the waitress, uh, how fucking fucked up would that have been? <laughs> the, the air waitress, uh, the stewardess comes up to him and she's like, you got to wear your mask. You need to put it on right now or I'm going to take you off the plane. That was a sent. That was it in a nutshell. So because she came at him aggressive, instead of just putting on the mask and being like, whatever, his first reaction was, I don't have to put on a mask. And she's like, it's the law. And he's like, well, actually it's not the law. Because technically, it's not the law. Yeah, it was policy of the airline. But now, they're, they're ha long story short, they're having an argument about something else. They're not having an argument about the point. And that's, that was my point. When somebody has their own point to bring to your grievance that you're trying to air, it's like, what are we arguing about now? What are we talking about? 
We're arguing about something completely different. Now we're so far ahead of the point that it's not even worth a response. But it's it's an interesting perspective because all of this shit going on where people are just recording people, a lot of this shit could be de-escalated. A lot of this shit can be walked away from. It's like you got to acknowledge the percent of people that are actually escalating a situation just by having their phone out. Just by saying, well, no, I can record you. No, this is public. This is public property. There's nothing illegal about that. I can record you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, you know, keep, just look at the camera. Yeah, I've got you on camera. Like, I'd get pretty fucking pissed off. I don't know about you guys, but I'd get pretty pissed. I might assault someone. I might try to slap a phone out of a hand. Just kidding. I most likely would just be like, well, I know... Luckily, I'm pretty good in those situations. I'd be like, ah, well, if I just ignore them, they probably will stop recording. If I just ignore them, look away, ah, whatever. But if they're badgering you, if you try to ignore them and they're like, hey, yeah, this is the person that did this, that did that, how the fuck would you feel? So what I'm trying to say is that there's a right and a wrong way. Always, always. There's always a right and a wrong way. And I feel like what's getting pushed out now What's getting shown a lot now is it's okay to do things the wrong way. And this is actually one of my biggest problems with, uh, and I fucking, politics are stupid, but like the left side, the left side is like, no, we should be allowed to, to do the wrong things, but get the right outcome. And that's not all right. Because you got to realize at the end of the day, you're dealing with humans. You're dealing with people. If you approach a human the right way, nine times out of 10, you'll get, You'll get what you're looking for. You'll get what you're asking for. You'll get a better response. It's all about softening people up, man. It's just like in sales. Just like in sales. <sighs> what the fuck else did I want to talk about? Dude, I'm sorry, guys. I was like, you know, we're going to party and bullshit. We're going to get back to our roots. But at the same time, we're just going to talk shit. We're going to talk shit. We're going to have a conversation. It's going to be a conversational podcast. I think that's, you know what? We're going to do it all. I was going to say, I think that's a better way to do it. But guess what? We're going to do it all. I'm not limiting myself to anything. Sometimes it's just straight up jokes, straight up jokes all day. And then sometimes we're talking. Sometimes we're having a conversation. This is a conversational podcast. This is your ASMR New York friend podcast. Pass it along. Pass it along to friends who don't live in New York, who want to have a conversation with a New York native. <laughs> Let's sweeten the deal with a Bronx native. Let's sweeten the deal even more. A South Bronx native. South Bronx. South Bronx. South, South Bronx. <laughs> we got 20 minutes of just straight up, straight up uh, serious conversation. So that's pretty cool. But uh, what I'm mainly trying to get to is that science is a conspiracy. Science is a conspiracy to keep you down. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, let's party and bullshit a little bit. Um, so I was watching a po- I was watching a, a podcast, and um, it's called the uh, Tim Alexand- Alex- Alexandro. It's like Alejandro, but with an X. It's honestly, it's kind of a stupid fucking name. Alexandro, Alexandro. He's a he's a comedian. Allegedly, I've never fucking heard of him, but I, I came across it. It came across my feed because. Damn, I kind of want to be fast because there's something else I want to get to. It came on my feed because he was talking about a Brian Callen and Chris D'Elia, the, the Brian Callen and Chris D'Elia scandal. 
And obviously he's using it for views and shit, which I kind of did, but I kept my, uh, my title like out of, out of what it could have, out of what the scandal was to not like completely capitalize on everybody looking for that information. Cause I don't, I don't want to build a fan base like that. Um, and he's talking about the Brian Callen allegations. And then literally he stops like anywhere between 15 to 20 times to say, I believe the girls. He goes, this is all alleged, but I believe the girls. He's like, this happened, this happened, this happened. I believe the girls. And then after he mentioned, because it's a, a rape allegation, after he mentions it, he goes back to say, I just want to say I'm sorry. Uh, I should have put a trigger warning out before I said all of this stuff. And he talks so fucking slow. But he says all of this stuff. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I put this trigger warning out. And then he proceeds to attack Joe Rogan and essentially the LA comedy scene for being like broy and rapey and he like he just starts going off and it's sad because it sounds like it just sounds like a failed comedian blaming shit blaming shit on other people blaming shit on circumstances and then looking for an audience by uh what what do the kids call it now virtue signaling it's really fucking weird it's really strange. It's really weird. Uh, and I just got weird vibes from it. And that's actually why I haven't even given you, I haven't really given you guys the full story on my Yelp experience. Because I know that it gets to a certain point of complaining about something that it just looks like, oh, you're making excuses. And I don't want to look like that. I don't want, I don't want to look like that. I don't want to come off like that. So that's why I've never been able to really sit down and be like, hey, guys, this was my experience at Yelp. Although I know that the experience was wrong, I also know how people can view an experience, how people can see an experience, how people can interpret, oh, oh, he's saying all of this because he's actually just upset. He's, he's just upset. He's got personal feelings against this instead of it, everything just being factual, which I feel like everything's factual, but I don't want it to come across as, oh, I'm just jealous of something. I'm just jealous because I didn't do good there. No, it's not how things work. And listen, I think I'm going to get into that uh, more probably the next episode because I'm liking this conversational shit. It's a little bit less pressure. I'm just talking. We're having a good time. And you guys are having a good time. And even if you're not, guess what? If I say it like that, if I say it confidently, you're having a good time. Hey, guys, you're having a good time. This is how you start your week. But, but. Let's let's end it on some real partying bullshit. Guys, you need to watch Unwell America. I'm telling you right now. If you if you don't have anything to do for the next couple of hours, turn your fucking Netflix on. If you don't have Netflix for whatever reason, are you a goddamn serial killer first and foremost? Are you a serial killer? Where do you hide the bodies? Get a Netflix subscription. Okay? It's like 10 bucks. I think it's eight for the single person. Because if you if you don't have Netflix already, you're probably a single person. Because why? Because why? But get yourself a Netflix. Turn on Unwell America. As soon as you can. Mainly the first two episodes. Everything after that, it's still good. But it's like, it's not as, it's not as sexy as the first two. Mainly the first one. Basically, it's about this MLL. ML, MLM, uh, multi-level marketing company, which is essentially a pyramid scheme um, company selling essential oils. 
I'm going to give it a little bit of airtime. Essential oils. Okay. I realized I didn't actually give you the substance before I did that, so it doesn't really make any sense. Here's the substance. Essential oils for ingesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You heard that right. Essential oils for consumption. So we've got this one person selling them and this one person's essentially peddling them because she had, I don't know, she had like tumors or something. She was all fucked up in the game. Her shit was all snapped up. But then she started taking essential oils and she was all good. Apparently. Allegedly. They're not, they're not accrediting any sort of modern science and medicine. It's straight, straight up these essential oils, these people. So she holds like this uh, sales meeting, essentially. I'm going to say essential and essentially a lot. She holds a sales meeting and these people are like, oh my God, you know, I've got like a gut problem and a, and a this problem. And she's like, yeah, yeah, this, this essential oil is going to work great for you. You just use this one and then a little bit of that one. Dude, imagine that. Yeah, I've got this, uh, I've got this pancreas cancer. Uh, I'm just really, I, I don't know what to do with it. Well, this is the thing. Um, I've got just the thing for you. You're going to take some of this tea tree essential oil and you're just going to three drops under the tongue and then 15 drops in your eyeballs. And then you're going to fucking, your pancreas cancer is just going to go away in five, in literally five days. Five days? Five days, yeah. And then what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to take this lavender vanilla and you're just going to want to 10 drops on the cusp of your asshole. You, okay, you got it has to be 10 drops because if it's nine drops, it's not gonna work sufficiently, Todd. It's gotta be 10 drops. Okay, 10 drop t- 10 drops on my asshole, 10 drops on the cusp of your asshole. Okay, yes. Essential fucking oils. Do you guys hear me? Be- people actually believe this. There are people in this in this documentary, whatever. Or like, yeah, essential oils, they, you know, they make me feel good. They're going to make me feel good. And, and then there's an, of course, of course, there's a person who has all types of crazy reactions to the essential oils and her skin literally starts like rotting or something. It's scary. But I just want you guys to understand something. There are people out there who will believe whatever the fuck it is, especially on the internet. There are so many people out there, and it's just, it amazes me that people will believe shit like this. Like, oh, I'll take essential oils. And literally, it's funny because this woman who's experiencing all of like the, the crazy shit going on with the essential oils in her skin, she takes pictures of it. And she, she posts it on like the blog or the forum, I don't know what it's called, of people, you know, on, on like Facebook and her community of people who are doing essential oils also. And they're literally like, hmm... There's a little bit of redness here. Just you should. What you should do is take a little bit of that fucking tea tree oil and just slap it right on there. Just put some tea tree oil on it. See what happens. And then she posts another picture of it being fucked up. They're like, hmm. So all you gotta do is take this oil and just a little bit smear that on there too. And then you don't forget the drops in the milkshake and don't forget a little bit of drops under the tongue. You depots Ginnikov. You idiots. There are pe- Dude, there are people out there. There are people out there who will ingest essential oils. Now, what I'm mainly getting to is that the real privilege, the real privilege 
is dumb privilege. Now, quite obviously, quite obviously, these people wouldn't have made it back in the Sparta days. Oh, you know exactly where these people would have been. They would have quite op- quite obviously been in the broken baby pit. For sure. Spartans would have known. They would have pulled the baby out. Me, me. This baby is weak. Me, me. Send you all yours. Yes, throw it in the baby, the broken baby pit. Me, send you all yours. And then the baby lands. It's like, oh, all of my limbs are broken. Everything. But if I had some tea tree oil, it would make it all okay. And, and some lavender oil for ingesting. Because you need the perfect combination. <laughs> oh, God. Essential oils. These people are so dumb. Listen. Listen, guys. It's good to be back. Of course, there was more shit that I wanted to talk about, that I, but they didn't get to. Of course. And of course, because I was anxious, I didn't get to make it a solid 100% completely hysterically knee-slapping funny episode. Got real conversational on you guys. But I know you enjoyed it anyway because you come here for me. Anyway, guys, uh, love you guys. Thanks for listening. Share, comment, subscribe. Happy QM Podcast at Gmail. Uh, Happy QM Podcast on Insta. Dad Santi on Insta. Um, yeah, I'm coming back Friday. Guys, above all else and most importantly, be happy.